0: Hi everyone, it's Joe here from Lawn Solutions Australia, and welcome to another episode of Turf Talk. Where again, I'm joined by my favourite colleague Nathan to discuss all aspects of lawn and
1: what's going on at the moment. Nathan, how you go? About time you admitted it, Josh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's been bubbling up inside me. Yeah.
1: No, Now you're my best uh, best colleague uh, for sure. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> 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 um, so today we're uh, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're not going to cover sort of seasonal sort of tips like we tend to do. Um, this one we're going to look at some of the things we see out and about there, social media and elsewhere. Uh, common myths, I guess, in the in the lawn care industry. Things that people um, do and think and say that may not actually be true. They might actually be a, a, a myth. So today we're going to do a bit of a myth busted style type thing. And um, so yeah, let's awesome. get into it. Let's do it. All right. So the first one we see a lot of is that uh, grass clippings cause thatch. Is this true? Um,
0: So I guess we're referring to people leaving their clippings on their lawn or mulch mowing as opposed to using a catcher and picking them up. Uh, What thatch is, is the buildup of organic or dead organic matter in your lawn. You know, when your lawn gets quite spongy to walk on, or it's really hard to push a mower through. Generally, that's thatch buildup, which has to be removed through scarifying, verticutting, dethatching. So there is a common theory or thought or myth out there that by leaving clippings on your lawn or mulch mowing, you are making your lawn more susceptible to producing thatch. Not quite true. So what well, grass clippings have a lot of wonderful benefits for your lawn. Uh, if you fertilize your lawn regularly and you have a healthy lawn, that means the leaf of that particular strain of grass is very healthy. And it's got a lot of nutrients in it. So by mowing and leaving clippings on the lawn, they actually put a lot of nutrients back into your lawn. It's, a, it's an organic way of fertilizing your lawn. It's not as effective as applying granular fertilizer, but it definitely puts nutrients back down uh, onto your lawn. I know um, I have an, an auto mower, so I don't actually mow my lawn. But why, one of the great benefits of an auto mower is they consistently put small amounts of clippings back into your lawn. So it's actually kind of fertilizing. You don't really need to fertilize near as much when you're putting clippings back into your lawn. But so that's Look, the key thing, just you know, frequency of mowing. The frequency of mowing, that's 100% right. You can't wait till your lawn's 100 mil higher and then cut it down to 50 mil and leave clippings all over your lawn. It'll create thatch as well as a host of other problems because it's shading out your grass. But if you're mowing regularly, there's nothing, long, long, nothing wrong with leaving and dropping a little bit of clip on your lawn consistently. And saying that, it's always good if you're going to do that every couple of mows to put the catcher on and really tidy it up. But if you're a frequent mower, you can drop little bits of clipping onto your lawn. If you want a really neat manicured lawn, obviously it's always best to put a catcher on it, um, particularly if you're cutting sub 15 mil uh, You probably should be putting a catcher on. But if you've got a large area, you don't have a catcher, you've got a ride on or whatever, and you're doing it pretty frequently. Um, Dropping little bits of clippings will not cause thatch issues immediately um, and it'll actually be quite beneficial to you all.
1: Great. So keeping with the the mowing, I guess, mm-hmm. Uh I'll skip forward a little bit. Mm. You must stick to a strict mowing pattern. This is a bit of a funny one because yeah. um, in some cases, you're looking to achieve a certain outcome, but yeah. in other ways, um, it's not beneficial. So mm. why why is that? Um, I
0: always tell people to change up their mowing patterns. Uh, it's, it's okay if you stay the same way. Say you want to cut stripes in your lawn or you've done a row over, so or whatever it is, you have to mow in a certain way to get that striped effect that you're after. But in general, you should change up your mowing patterns reasonably regularly. Uh, Reason being is is, there's probably two main reasons. One, if you keep mowing the same way, uh, you actually cause your lawn to develop a bit of a memory where the actual leaf blades continue to fall the same way and you don't actually cut them as efficiently as you normally would. The other thing you'd have to look at, particularly if you've got a push rotary mower, is you can leave wheel ruts and wheel marks if you're always mowing the same way. Uh, The wheels actually have more weight than what you think, and they actually leave more of a depression than what you think. So if you're constantly mowing over the same path, uh, you will develop ruts, and it will have a long-term detriment to your lawn. But changing up the pattern and the way you mow, it'll always give you the best cut because it's not training the grass to stay leaning a certain way. It's mixing it up to make sure you're always taking leaf off uh, to where you need to. So look, if you want to get stripes in your lawn, great. Keep mowing that way for a couple of weeks to get the, the desired stripe look you want, but it's always good to mix it up and change the direction. So if you're going east, west, east, west, start mowing north, south every so often just to make sure you're always cutting the leaf blades and you're not training them to fall a certain way and to avoid wheel ruts.
1: Yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. And if you are looking for the stripes, double cut, triple cut. Yep, absolutely. Um, But then next time go the opposite direction and try something different, which that's what we see a lot of is, you know, obviously you want to mix it up and try something new the next time you mow for some stripes. So uh, it's a good good fun thing to try. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Next myth we see a lot of, and um, it's probably a bit of a negative towards lawns, and it's Mm. probably not necessarily true, but um, I'll let you answer that one, Joe. (laughs) Lawns need a lot of water. Yeah, this is a frustrating one in our industry because
0: lawns have a, I wouldn't say an environmentally unsustainable reputation, but in certain areas of Australia and in certain segments of the market, people see lawns as a water guzzler. um, And that just simply isn't the case. Look, when you establish a lawn, sure, it needs water to establish. You need to water it you know, pretty heavily uh, to get the roots down of the lawn. But an established lawn that's correctly looked after needs virtually no water uh, in normal conditions. When I say no water, you can keep an acceptable or a good-looking lawn simply with rainfall. Obviously, that depends if we are in a drought or if you're in a, a very arid environment, like, um, in you know, when you head inland in New South Wales. But where most of the population is on the coast, once your lawn's established, you can get away with, you know, with virtually not watering it, permitted we get consistent rainfall. The shorter your lawn is, the more water it's going to need. So if your desired effect is a 10 mil, beautifully manicured striped up lawn, you will need irrigation on that lawn to keep it looking good. But say you've got a Buffalo lawn, a Kikuyu lawn, something you generally leave a little bit longer. Once established, lawns don't need much water. The thing is you've got to keep in mind is you've got to get some really important cultural practices in place. If you are going to irrigate, less frequent, deeper irrigations are good. You've got to get the water down as deep as you possibly can. What grass roots do is they chase water. So if you're watering right down into the profile, the roots will get deeper and deeper. And then in periods of dry weather, uh, they can access deeper water resources. uh, So you don't need to irrigate as much. So Yeah, this annoys me, this one, is when people say they're absolute water guzzlers. The other thing to this is, um, you know, companies like ours, we invest a lot of money in developing products that use less water. So you take Tif now, which is, you know, 38% more drought tolerant than pretty much everything else on the market that isn't a cooch grass and it's got the smart approved watermark as well. So by making sustainable choices, you can get away with a lawn that uses you know virtually no water yeah. at all once established. So yeah, I think absolutely. that's a, that is a big myth Yeah, for me. And a
1: big mistake we get, I guess it's the question um, we get regularly, is how often should I be watering my lawn or when should I turn mm-hmm. the irrigation on and off, how frequently and for how long? Mm-hmm. Um, um, usually the answer is quite simple. It's just water your lawn when it needs it. Yeah. Um, irrigation is obviously great and it, it's really helpful but turn it on set it to a, to a couple of days when the when the weather is extreme yeah. um otherwise don't don't use it and it's all about um yeah longer deeper soaking is yeah. going to make your lawn and, more drought
0: tolerant and, and your lawn will tell you when it's thirsty uh depending on the variety you have a lot of the times your leaf will start to actually curl or fold a little bit particularly in grass but buffalo does it as well when you see that curl or a slight discoloration, your your lawn is going, hey, I'm a little bit thirsty. Same in buffalo grass, if you see a seed head, it's showing a little bit of sign of stress, which either means it needs fertilizing or needs irrigation. So your lawn will generally tell you. But just, just to be clear, this is dependent on the look that you want. If you want a beautifully manicured lawn, you will
1: need to irrigate more regularly than someone who just wants their lawn looking good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that segues into the next one, which is actually uh, when to water your lawn, Mm -hmm. um, which is extremely important in regards to making the most of the water um, and and not causing further issues. So Mm -hmm. when is the right time?
0: Yeah, so the issue with this is when people get this wrong, it can actually cause problems in their lawn, some problems that can be hard to, to get rid of. So the best time to irrigate, let's talk an established lawn now. If you have an established lawn and it's quite dry and you're looking to irrigate it, the best time you can do that is early morning. What you don't want is you don't want your lawn staying wet or damp for an extended period of time. So the mistake people often make is they water in the late afternoon or the evening. What that does is because the sun's going down or gone down, the water that you put on your lawn isn't evaporating. So your lawn is staying wet for an extended period of time. And if this is in the warmer months, you're actually creating a humid environment uh, by leaving your lawn damp. And there's still heat in the air because it's summer and it's a night, but there's no sun to get rid of the water. So you're creating basically a hot, wet, damp condition on your lawn and for those that know a little bit about lawns that's just an invitation for disease uh, straight away so a lot of the disease issues that we see on lawns are due to the fact that people are irrigating their lawns at the wrong time so late afternoon early evening your water just can't get away where if you irrigate an established lawn in the morning like you should it's getting the water it needs but the sun is also there to really dry it up so it's not staying wet for long periods of time that's really uh, what you want to avoid and That's for an established lawn. For a new lawn, it's a little bit different. So when to water your lawn, if you're talking a new lawn, is if it's in the heat of summer, I'm not gonna say constantly, but you need to water two, three, four times a day, uh, depending on how hot, how windy it is. What you can't let a new lawn do is you can't let a new lawn dry out. So it's really important to water in the morning, yes, but it's also really important to make sure that lawn's getting water in the absolute heat of the day. Um, A good little tip you can try if you're at home is whenever you water your lawn, grab a towel, uh, tea towel, normal beach towel, whatever you need, dunk it in water and hang it on the fence or hang it on the clothesline. When that towel's dry, it's time for your lawn to get another water. So if we're 35 degrees and windy, that towel could dry every hour. That means you should be watering your lawn every hour. Again, that's only for the first couple of weeks until it gets established. I know that seems like a lot, but if it's hot, your lawn's going to establish quicker yeah. and as well. It's all
1: about making the lawn, you know, you're investing in the lawn for the long term, making right. it more drought tolerant for the future. The water you need ne- now to get it established is yep. about saving water. Once it is established, and making a lawn that doesn't need watering as often, and, and, and that's the key. So yeah, absolutely. we're all about yeah, not using as much lawn uh, water on your lawn as you, as you, you know, expect to. And that's a yep. bit of a lead into a PSA at the moment. Yep. Um, this time of year, turn off irrigation if it's still on certain times of the day turn it off completely shouldn't need it again until at least september october in most states yeah
0: like in summer if you get 10 to 14 days of no rain you probably should be irrigating your lawn but this time of year you just don't have to we don't have the heat we don't have the sunlight we don't have the evaporation we're actually seeing a little bit here on our research plots a little bit of a little bit of moss starting to develop because we've probably left the sprinklers on too long and the water is sitting there. So we're starting to get a couple of issues, but we've totally shut our irrigation off. Yeah. now. like um, we only did it the other day because we put a bit of pre-emergent down when we had to irrigate
1: it in. But you shouldn't have to irrigate now until we get hot again.
0: Yep. I'd say, yeah.
1: So our next one. Uh cutting grass shorter will make it grow slower. Uh, a lot of people don't mm. like mowing. Uh, a lot of people love mowing. Uh, mm. But I guess when you do mow, um, the common thing people tend to do is try and mow it heaps short so that they you know, maybe got a longer period before they have to mow again. What's the, what's the thinking behind this? Um,
0: don't do that uh, if, you're, if you're thinking <laughs> of doing it. Cutting grass shorter will probably generally mean the opposite, that you're going to have to mow it more. Um, obviously, if you're your lawn's at 100 mil and you cut it to 20 mil and you like it at 100 mil you're not gonna have to mow it again until it grows. But if you want a good looking lawn um, and you don't wanna mow quite as much as the person next door to you, leave it that little bit longer. You'll be mowing less. If you cut grass short, short, short and you wanna keep it short, you're gonna have to mow far more regularly. So to give you an idea, if you have a tiff Tough lawn or a cooch lawn or a zoysia lawn and you wanna cut, I know Simon, you know, one of our colleagues here, cuts his at seven mil, he's mowing two to three times a week uh, in summer just to keep it at that height. So if you want a real shortcut lawn, you will have to mow more. Um, I know uh, my previous house, I had saw Walter lawn and I liked it at you know, that 45, 50 mil mm mark with a little bit of leaf on it. I was cutting once a week in summer at absolute most. I could even stretch it out to once every sort of 10, 10 days and you can you know, be fine with that. So if you want a good looking lawn, but you don't wanna be mowing all the time, look at mowing a little bit higher. You see those manicured lawns, they're manicured the way they are because of mowing regularly. I know people all the time and we get this question, I want my lawn to look like the golf course down the road. No worries, just hire four people and cut it four (laughs) times a week and it will. Lawns that are short cut and look good, the main reason they look good is because they're mowing regularly. So mowing shorter will not mean you have to mow less. If you don't like mowing at all but you still want a nice short cut lawn, you can achieve that. Uh, one of the most underused or undervalued products in our industry, I believe, are PGRs, plant growth regulators, like Primo Max. Uh, we sell them on our lawn store, and you can have a shortcut lawn and have a quarter the amount of mowing uh, that people generally get to, to, to achieve a shortcut lawn by applying a plant growth regulator like Primo Max, or PGR. You've probably heard of them if you're, if you're on the, the lawn social networks out there. They're a pretty popular product now, but uh, they keep colouring lawns, they 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 subdue uh, seed head production and they encourage lateral growth. So if you've got damage to your lawn, they're still going to repair. But that's the only way you can really have a shortcut
1: lawn and not commit not fully to mowing is yeah. putting a PGR on it. So one of our last ones here, and, and it's Uh, time appropriate, I guess, as we lead into the cooler months, you can't lay turf in winter. Um, We see this a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it true? Is it not true?
0: Absolutely not. Um, We've got you know 45 members of Lawn Solutions Australia, and they're all around the country, and they all sell lawn 365 days a year. You can install lawn in winter, no problem at all. There's actually a few benefits to installing lawns in winter, and we've already spoken about it um, quite heavily in this podcast, is irrigation. If you install install a lawn in winter, you will save water, no doubt about it, because you just don't have to irrigate that lawn as much as what you will need to if you install in the middle of summer. Obviously, if you're installing in winter, you know, depending where you are in Australia, if you have dormancy in lawns around you, your lawn will not be putting roots down very quickly uh, during the, the dead of winter. If you're in a warmer climate, it'll establish all year round. But if you're in Vic or Southern New South Wales or Interland somewhere, um, or SA, Southern WA, and you put a lawn down in winter, you have to expect that you will not be having full establishment until the weather warms up again. But the benefits are, is you're going to be irrigating less because there's the is less because of the, there's no heat in the air. But the other um, positive there is you won't have to mow. Um, so if you can put a lawn down you know, in winter, there's less irrigation and there's less mowing. Obviously, you've got to be very careful with your use. Uh, but it doesn't matter if everything's totally dormant and you're in a really cold part of Australia, you can definitely install lawns all year round. And winter shouldn't be a deterrent for people that are looking to do so. Always talk to your turf supplier uh, first about some tricks and tips in your in your specific location. But with some of these newer varieties, uh, Tiftuf's a, a perfect example. It's a It's a beast when you're establishing it. It can throw roots down really quickly. As long as you've got a little bit of heat in the air, you can get some root establishment uh, in the shoulder months uh,
1: or even in winter. Warm season variety, it tends to hold on quite well. It does. Um, It still tends to establish even when the conditions are cooling. Buffaloes and kikus and things like that Mm -hmm. uh, might slow down a little bit more, a bit quicker, but um, TIFTA seems to keep going a little bit longer.
0: Yeah, so if you're you're a little bit worried, say you're this time of year in May and you want to get some establishment prior to winter, Depending on your location, a grass-like tiff tuffet would probably be your best bet. Um, but, look, you can lay all of our varieties all year round. You've just got to ask a couple more questions and just be sure to probably keep traffic to a bit of a minimum. Yeah. But the positives are there's no mowing and you're going to save water. Yep. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess a big concern uh, people have about laying turf in winter, and it's not just a new lawn, it's an established lawn as well, mm-hmm. and this leads into another myth, I guess, is that a brown lawn is a dead lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, is it true? <laughs> what does it mean?
0: It, it's funny with this because people buy plants in the middle of winter and they've got no leaves on them, and they don't ring up and say, "My tree's dead because it's deciduous. It's, yeah. it's the same thing with lawns. Um, instead of being deciduous, lawns go dormant, so they lose colour. These are warm-season grasses I'm talking about now, buffalo, kai, kooj, shaleja. So they're warm season grasses. So the benefit you get is you get beautiful color and drought tolerance and environmental friendly traits over summer, but you're gonna go dormant during the winter. If you see a dormant lawn during winter, your lawn is not dead. It doesn't need a heap of water to kick back into the gear. It's basically going to sleep for the winter. It's going into hibernation. Uh, It'll lose a bit of color. It'll stop growing. Some people actually prefer it because they're not mowing quite as much. What they don't like is the colour loss at times. So they, they pour water on it, they pour fertiliser on it, they try and green it up. If your lawn is dormant, it means it's not growing. So any fertiliser that you put on it, it's just not going to be effective at all because the lawn's not growing so it can't take any of the nutrients in. What you can do is use pigments uh, like ColourGuard, Lawn Solutions Guard Plus. Um, it's a natural pigment. Um, so it virtually, it's a cosmetic essentially. It, it will... Turn your lawn green instantly if it's dormant over winter. But otherwise, don't stress. Just embrace it learn to accept it with a warm season yep. grass. The trade-off for nine months of beautiful colour and drought tolerance is three months of slight colour yep. loss. It's definitely definitely
1: an education thing. And I know yep. there is cool season grasses, obviously, that stay green uh, throughout the cooler months. You mm-hmm. might say they stay green all year round, but yep. it tends not to be the case given that they, they don't cope real well in summer. Um, no. If they don't get an excessive amount of water. And that goes back onto the other thing about lawns needing a lot of water. It's yep. a common myth because of cool season varieties yeah, that are extremely
0: thirsty. I think that's spot on. If you're looking at... Uh, fescue or a ryegrass lawn or a a blend of sorts they can be wonderful lawns don't get me wrong but uh, the reason why they've sort of gone out of popularity is they are just not drought tolerant at all so um, if you want a green lawn all year round and you choose to use a cool season grass just be prepared to keep them sprinklers running pretty much all summer because two three days of hot weather and no irrigation that lawn will fail yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, what's the last one you got here
1: lawns are boring to talk about. Uh, that's a myth. bit of an odd one. That's uh, definitely a myth. That's um, a myth. I think when we uh, have 20-minute long chats on a podcast about <laughs> lawns, it proves that it's probably not. Uh, it depends on the listener, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, but no,
0: not a lawn. I think that's a testament now. I think through COVID, this changed mainly where people were forced to spend time at home. Uh, people realised there was actually a, a lawn at the back of their house when they weren't travelling around and they could actually spend some time at home. And interest in lawns has gone up. You know, picking oh, up exponentially, uh, exponentially yeah. is a good word. Thanks, Dave. Um, you look at some of the forums on on Facebook and stuff. Now they've got a hundred thousand members, and people are fanatical about lawns. So please, don't be hesitant to bring up lawns in a social conversation. You won't be. You won't be looked at in a weird way.
1: The person no, you're talking
0: to will, will probably generally have a lot to say about it because people are passionate about
1: their lawns. That's, that's it. There's great. a few memes about about the guy wanting to talk about lawns on the, at the local uh, barbecue and being shunned. But that's, <laughs> yeah, I <don't> think <laughs> that's the case. That's nah. definitely a common interest. That's there. a pre-COVID meme. Pre-COVID meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for today. Cool. Um, thanks, cool.
0: Joe. No, Thanks, Nate. Thanks for bringing this up. And as usual, if anyone's got any questions, they can they can jump on our our social pages and 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 leave a comment or ask a question, or they can give our office or one of our members a call. Or an email, and we're always happy to help. But um, thanks for listening, and we'll we'll catch you on the next one. Cheers.